Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Had an individual the other day stop by the house. By the way, we're talking about rock solid again. Stopped by the house, and, and it was amazing because they had no clue of what we're doing in our morning services. And the individual said to me, where are the rock solid people? And I said, whoa, Mike, are you kidding me? Rock solid? I said, that's exactly what we are working on in the ministry in the house that God would develop in us rock-solid faith. But in order to have that, you've got to understand what was already given to us this morning. When Amy was here, she mentioned a sense of urgency. Christians are real laid back, but the world's not. The world is coming at you, at us, at me. But there's not a sense of urgency If we could develop a sense of urgency and get close to God, it's going to change the dynamics in our lives. Yes? Okay, just wanting to make sure that we're heading in the right direction about what God wants to do in our lives, and that is develop rock-solid believers. So far, we have looked at what the rock stands for. Peter thought it stood for him. It's nice to have things passed on to you that you really don't deserve. That would be the cross. That would be your faith. That would be eternal life. We don't deserve that. So this Bible was passed on to me, and I looked back this morning for some ridiculous reason, and I had it laid out the other day, and the other individual in our home walked up and said, Oh, my goodness. And I said, "Mm Mm-hmm. I said, it's the greatest gift I've ever been given and the only thing that I really wanted. Maybe I'm helping some individuals out because I've mentioned it several times how easy it is for us to get caught up and trapped with, well, when mom and dad leave, I'm going to get this and this and this and this. All that ridiculous stuff that causes all kind of nonsense and then battles on the front line that should never have happened. (laughs) And all I really wanted was this, and I've got it, but I want to pass this on to you because Peter thought when Jesus was talking about the rock that he was talking about Peter. But he was really talking about the rock, which was Jesus Christ. Check this out. It's pretty cool. I'm just going to give you one of them, okay? Ready? Peter began to sink in familiar waters. (laughs) What in the heck is he talking about? You can lose where you are and you know where you are. Let me put it this way. There is nothing worse than to see, I hope I'm not hurting anyone's feelings here, Kansas City Chiefs playing in a wild card game on their field and they lost for the sixth year in a row. What are you talking about? It's dangerous to lose on your home floor. It's dangerous to lose in your own community. It's dangerous to lose your marriage in your own house. You don't have to be out in the water. You just have to be in familiar territory. 
Because sometimes when it's real familiar, we start coasting. Hello? Hello? Y'all here this morning? Are you hungry for God's word this morning? Because that's what makes the difference in our lives. God's word. So when Jesus was talking to Peter about the rock, he wasn't talking about Peter. He was talking about the rock that Peter was going to be built on. But Peter was going to go through some experiences so that he would eventually learn it was the rock, Christ Jesus. Well, the rock is about having a relationship with God. And the rock means we also are obedient to God. And that also means that we're going to follow Christ. And that's where we are right now about following Christ. So for those of you that are going to enjoy the Daniel fast or some type of a fast for the next several weeks, I was reminded that it starts today, the fast. And see, this ministry isn't going to tell you what you should fast or how you should fast. That's between you and your Lord. He is your Lord or you're your Lord. Hello? And then you might get into water like, come on, church, like Peter, and then all of a sudden go, oh, my goodness, just because I can fish doesn't mean I know everything about the water. It's dangerous to be your own Lord. I was reading a devotional by my father the other day, that would be my earthly father, about this thing called autonomy and how we love to be able to say, we own it. This is ours. I haven't seen anybody go out with any of that stuff. I saw a hearse the other morning pulling away from one of the funeral homes. And I said, well, I know they're going out to bring something back. I bet they don't bring everything else with it. (laughs) We might as well start learning to let go so that we can receive what he's preparing on the other side. That would be John chapter 14. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. In my father's house are nothing but cabins. I just made that up to catch your attention. Are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So the best is yet to come. But it comes to those who come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We talked about his authority last Sunday. I want to give you three things about his authority that can be in your life. You can run in your authority and it will run amok. Because Peter said, yeah, I can come to you. Tell me what you need. Just come on out of the boat, Peter. Hello? And so he starts walking, and then he starts looking. Come on. Come on, church. It's one thing to walk. It's another thing to know where you're looking so your walk doesn't get disturbed by the storms. Hello? Hello? And so he steps out and he's doing okay. Then all of a sudden he begins to look at the storm and realizes his authority is not enough for the storms. His lordship, I'm the rock, Peter, wasn't going to be adequate for what he was facing out there. He could fish, but he couldn't walk. (laughs) So when we say we're going to follow Christ, we do what Jesus did. Back to the Daniel fast. So there's some things that I'm going to be laying down for the next several weeks. Maybe some of them will not come back. But anyway, yesterday I said, man, doggone, this is the last day I can be able to have my French vanilla. And we're all out. I've got to go find some French vanilla. 
So I went to a couple places, and doggone it, they didn't have any of that. But they're really good in sales because they wanted to see if there was anything else that I needed. When I go to the store, I go for an objective. Hello? I don't go into the open market. I'm still talking about Peter. You may feel safe in the open market, but in the open market of life, that's where the enemy throws attacks. I'm not talking about the little stores now. I'm talking about where we go. No, I really don't have an objective. I'm just going to go out there. Be very careful. Have an objective. Make a purpose every day of what you're going to do, what you're going to accomplish, how you're going to walk, how you're going to live, who's around you and who's not. (laughs) Young people, you should really take a look at your inner circle right now. Before you walk with them, get to know them by talking to others about what they know. Do some research before you put them in the inner circle. And I said, well, doggone that. I'm not giving up. Hey, thank you. Hey, have a great day. You sure you don't want anything else? No, I'm good. So I, I go on down to uh, save a lot, and I'm going, I know Daniel Galpin's got it in there, and I don't want to run all the way out to Walmart. I'll just stop here at save a lot. So I go in to save a lot, and sure enough, just what I'm looking for. And don't you know, I find someone in the store, and I went, I just shut it down. Hello? <laughs> we're talking about if we're rock solid, we're going to do what Jesus would do. We're going to be like Christ when we don't feel like being like Christ. Hello? I'm going in to get my French vanilla. I'm not going in there to be of assistance to anyone. That's not my objective. Can, can you hear me this morning? <laughs> And so I'm checking out, and and he's trying to get through to me. Did you hear that? I didn't. Can you all hear this? That's what I heard yesterday. Because the Bible says that he comes and he knocks at our heart's door. I was like, I don't hear you. So he said, the Holy Spirit, can you see? I said, I can see. Do you see that gentleman? Where? I knew where he was. Come on, y'all. You, you act like I'm the only one that plays games with the Holy Spirit. Y'all do too, if you know him. You do the same thing that you do with your parents, you do with him. We play little games. Okay, we play finesse things. Hello? But you know, he is such an awesome teacher. We've been working on that back in the fall. He doesn't let go. If you think your objective is strong, his is even stronger. If you think you have a purpose of picking up something at the store, his is even bigger. We're talking about rock-solid believers. We're talking about making a mark and leaving a legacy. And so um, I check out and, uh, doggone it, the stupid card was not working right. It was on Save-A-Lot, and I was going, Daniel, Daniel Galpin, get this thing fixed. But see, God uses glitches to slow us down. Hello? God will stymie your track 
so that he can intercept you with a need. Does that make sense? So finally, with the help of the lady, she said, "Uh, Coach, this is nothing on you. We're just having some trouble. And it was like, just get this done. I walk out, and guess what? There he stands with his cart. I'm going, you have got to be kidding me, God. You have got to be kidding me. God has an objective every day for our lives that we are here to help others. And I know this individual very well, and I've had communication with him, and he's from another country. And I walked up to him, and I couldn't even stop it. Because out of your innermost being will flow what, church? Rivers of living water. And I said, uh, how are we doing this morning? Why are you talking? (laughs) Just go to your car. I'm talking to myself on the inside. You can double talk. You can be talking to someone on the inside. You're looking like I'm weird. And I'm going, why did you do that? Just keep walking to your car. I said, uh, you all right this morning? And, and he, in his broken English, he began to speak to me. And I said, you look like, I was like, will you please shut your mouth? You look like you're really cold. And it was very cold yesterday morning for this area. And I said, uh, where are you going? And he told me in his broken English, he said, I'm going home. I said, how are you getting there? He's like, will you shut up? Because he doesn't have a vehicle. Listen, God will play your game and win. Peter played his game and Jesus won. Peter didn't lose, but Jesus won. And I said, all your groceries, how are you going to get them home? And in his broken English, he said, I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to carry them. And he looked frail and he looked tired and he looked cold. It's like, oh, crap. I said, do you need a ride? I, said, I cannot believe this is coming out. Do you need a ride? Like, really? Are you that dumb that you have to ask that question? And I, I'm, I'm just thinking at the same time, I bet God in heaven is just having a great time laughing, going, got you. Got you. And I said, hey, listen, I'd love to help you out. Come on, let's go. And we loaded up all of his stuff, and I said, where are we going? And I had a hard time understanding where he was, because his English is not very good. I said, where are we going? And he said, down the street. I'm not going to try to go into his brogue and all of that. He said, down to the street, uh, barbecue bills make a left. I said, okay, I can get that far. If you've not been outside your comfort zone, you don't know much more about his lordship. God will move you out of your comfort zones. Yes, he will. He'll take you where you've never been before. So we get there, and I go, okay, we're going left, right? He said, go left. I said, okay, I'm okay. I know this road. I said, how far? He said, way down. I'm going, way down? Well, way down could take you all the way to Manatee Springs. How far? So I asked him, I said, how far? He said, way down. I'm going, Lord Jesus. And I knew he was laughing, I, not the man. I knew that God had won again. And it was starting to feel good on the inside, like, okay. And we keep going, and we keep going, and we get down by the golf course. I said, oh, close, because I was trying to make it simple. Language. Close, he said, way down. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Clay landing, where are we going? And so to kind of keep thinking, I said, 
how did you get up to save a lot? He said, I walked. I said, you walked all the way from way down? Because I was trying to connect with him. He said, from home. I said, okay, now we're, we're getting close. I said, where's home? He said it one more time, way down. I said, you should have been there because it was difficult listening and, and following his instructions. And so I said, before Manatee Springs, he said, right at me. I said, are you inside, are you serious? I mean, it was no big deal with me in a nice warm car, etc. But I'm starting to think, well, this dude has walked all the way down from his home to save a lot. And he was going to turn and walk all the way home. So we got there and got him unloaded, and, and uh, this is really kind of a cool moment. He is Roman Catholic in background from over there in Europe, and I won't mention the specific country. And, and he said, and I said, God, you are, you are ridiculous. No, I said, you're crazy. He said, bless you, Holy Father. You are such a good man. And I'm going, you don't even know how I am on the inside. So I see you missed that. He is Roman Catholic. So he's used to speaking to priests. He's used to speaking to those who are in the Catholic Church. So he said, Holy Father. And I'm going, just ask Robin. Talk to God, buddy. You'll tell her the truth. But in that moment, God captured him and God captured me to show us to be rock solid is to be like Christ. And it will go contrary to your game plan. That really could be enough for the message this morning, couldn't it? Because we're so trained by our culture and by the self-life that what we do is we take care of our agenda, we take care of our objectives, we take care of what is on our mind, never thinking about the mind of Christ. But the Bible does say he has given to us, come on, church, say it with me, the mind of Christ. So we're going to look at three things this morning, and then uh, at the end we're going to have communion, and then we're going to also pray for those who have some physical needs that Jesus wants to touch in the house this morning. Are we ready? Matthew chapter 1. And if you'd like to follow along, it's going to be verse, I was actually going to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to save a little bit of time this morning, and we're going to go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And the question is this, how can I remain rock solid? How can I remain rock solid? Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. In our conversation, oh, by the way, let me clean this up too, especially in the Bible Belt. A lot of times there are those who believe unless you are a part of an evangelical movement, You're not a Christian. Can I tell you, there are those in the Roman Catholic Church who know Jesus Christ as well as you do, and some even better than us. See how that was phrased? Make sure you listen closely. So the gentleman said to me in his broken um, English, we're talking about Emmanuel. I'm going to give you three things. Please, please, you've got to really focus in to get God's word this morning. The gentleman said to me, He said, I was thinking as I was walking, I almost want to try to act like him, as I was walking up the road that Jesus didn't know where I was or who I was any longer. His wife has passed, he's by himself, and he said, you have shown me, Father, 
and I understand because of his, of his mindset and where he comes from. You have shown me, he was speaking as if I was a priest. You have shown me that Jesus does know where I am and that Jesus really does love me. People need for you to do the same thing this week that I just shared, I just shared some information about yesterday. Yes? There are those out there that believe that Jesus Christ doesn't know where they are, that Jesus Christ doesn't know them, doesn't love them, etc., etc. But we just saw here in the verse, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted means God with us. So let's look at this real close, and I want you to see God in a brand new light from his word this morning. Last Sunday, we set the tone by talking about the authority of God, God's authority. I want to encourage you to come under God's authority. Coming under God's authority releases Emmanuel in your life. I want to give you three promises from God's word about his authority in your life. Joshua 1.9, listen closely, because God is with you this morning. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Secondly, Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I want to just pause right there and just mention, because I could just keep rolling with these scriptures. And sometimes it's difficult between being a pastor and being an administrator, because there's live stories that I'd love to share with you. But then all of a sudden, we know that everything out there in this incredible world called social media, things go out not as they were, but as you wanted to interpret them. Good preaching, Pastor. But there are so many kids at the middle school and high school that are going through the valley of death and not literal death, but in their mind they see things dying and they see things happening and so they start doing some ridiculous things. I've already dealt with that this past week. But God says, I'm Emmanuel, and when you're going through this, I'm with you as you're going through. I'll get you through. Come on now. Had a young lady come to the office the other day, and she was talking about how mean and ugly and angry people can be and how hateful individuals can be. And I said, history shows that, doesn't it? And so we went through a few individuals who actually experienced the raw hatred of human nature. I hope I'm waking somebody up. (laughs) The raw hatred of human nature is in the heart of every lost person. If you disagree, bypass the cross, and you may be right. But if you go to the cross, you must agree with what was just said. Because human hatred was revealed at the cross. And there's a cross in my office, and I pointed to the young lady. I said, since I was a history teacher, all I'm going to say to you is that history records that many, many years ago, there was a man who hung on that type of cross uglier than that cross because of the hatred, because of the foulness, because of the mockery, because of all of the backstabbing, because of all of that, he hung on the cross. So I want you to know what you're going through isn't new. (laughs) And you would not, you would be amazed at the breakthrough that took place in the office when she was able to understand and come to terms with the fact that human nature is vile. (laughs) And without Christ in our hearts, we can look at that man with his needs and walk right past him to our warm vehicle. 
So when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, don't walk alone. Walk with those who need you to help them get through. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20 says, Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. The promise that I want you to get this morning is that when Emmanuel came here, he came to fulfill a promise that God will always be with you. You can't out the power of the cross. Wow. You can't out the power of the cross. You can't out the power of the cross. Now, let me help you because many of us love to play in the, uh, the arena of intellect. So that means I can do whatever I want and God will forgive me. Yes, he will. And you will deal with the consequences. <laughs> I don't believe that. Well, then you don't know King David. Murder never left his home. Even though he personally did not kill that gentleman, he had him killed. I want to say that one more time because our young people are here and they're really paying attention. You may sin as deep as you want and God's forgiveness will always be there, but there will be consequences. That's what keeps me in the boat when it comes to sin. I am not leaving the boat. I don't care if it's the water I've seen before. Do you see how the Lord is connecting all the dots this morning? He would be the Holy Spirit. Next, Emmanuel doesn't only mean that God is with us with promises, but it also means that the power of God is yours. But the power of God is for those who come under his authority. Like there should be supernatural things happen every time we gather as members of the body of Christ. People who are sick should be healed. People that are lame should be able to walk. That's in God's word, right? I want to make sure. Right? You have the same Bible, correct? Uh-huh. We should see supernatural breakthroughs every time we gather, especially when we're under the authority of the promises where the power rests. Let's talk about the power of God in your life. Peter finally got it, and he was like, oh, wow, I'm not the rock. He's the rock, but he releases power in my life. Check it out. Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And I think this is interesting because a lot of times people go, man, you know what? I'm not going to witness for Christ in Levy County, but God's going to call me to Orange County. God's going to send me to, to California. Dude, listen, if you're not doing it here, you're not doing it anywhere. Let me help you out. Okay? Let me explain to you in an athletic thing. You never go out for sports, but you're going to go play in the NBA. Are you kidding me? Never. <laughs> There's no way. So, so Jesus makes it clear that it starts at home. All right, just a few more moments. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Chiefland, in Fanning Springs, in Cedar Key, in Williston, and then to the ends of the earth. Meaning, if I'm not doing it here in Chiefland and in Levy County, do I want to take on the devils in Alachua County? I'm not talking about the gators, folks. I'm talking about the demon spirits. I'm not doing that. That's not even in my framework. Do you understand the demonic forces in Alachua County? Have you forgotten Danny Rawlings and what he did? So if you're not winning the war here, how dare any of us say, I'm going to Alachua County and do great things. For Are you serious? 
Is this making sense? This is a different kingdom. There's the kingdom of this world, and then there's the kingdom of our God. God wants us to be a witness here. Let me explain it to you this way. Man, Lord God, I want to be sent overseas to help the lost and the needy, all the needy people. And God goes, hey, jerk, I tried to get your attention at Save-A-Lot. See how that works? If he can't trust me with Save-A-Lot, how can he trust me over in London? Or in Wales, or wherever I want to go. Because see, it really wasn't about God. It was about my ability to get out of the boat and walk to Jesus. Peter's still here. (laughs) Ooh, the Holy Spirit's here. Is he not? Almost finished. 1 John 4.4. This is for our young people. Because I know the issues that you all face and your ability to stand up against that has to call for the greater one. Check it out. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater, we're talking about power, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That campus isn't greater than you all. You have the greater one on the inside. You can manage it. You can do it. Ask him. Show me how to make it work on the campus, not just in a church facility. Show me how to live this thing out on the campus. Help me to use the word that grace is connected to. I actually sent this out this past week. I didn't really realize this, uh, Lamar, until just the other day. Did you know that grace has connected to it the word no? You ought to go look at the scripture. God's grace teaches us to say no to ungodly passion. Can I keep going? That's enough for right now. Because, see, we believe because we're in God's kingdom and we have grace, we can do whatever we want. Who taught you that? I know there wasn't the Holy Spirit. Grace will teach. I'm talking to the young people now. Grace will give you the ability to say no. To alcohol, to say no to drugs, to say no to sexting, which is a big issue at Chiefland Middle High School. And woe to any pastor who will not teach God's word and bring it down to the practical realm. He's worse than a dollar cheeseburger that I hand out every Friday. Every Friday, those kids get a free cheeseburger at the high school when they answer important questions for example last week the word was honor let me just bring the holy spirit is here and we don't even know those who walk in authority i'll come back we don't even know those who walk in the authority of god so last week the word of the week was what honor how's honor look in our county guys horrendous I've had more teachers come up to me and say, you know what? We've got to really work on honor. Kids know, how can you cut yourself when you honor yourself? How can you give yourself to multiple boys or girls when you honor yourself? What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Why destroy the power of God in you? God's put power in you. Release it to the needy, not to your needs. Well, the Holy Spirit's here. As we wrap up, so uh, on Friday I gave him, well, Thursday, Wednesday, I gave him a true story about my sister, and I'm not going to go through that, but on Friday I dealt with the word honor. And I said, okay, let's talk about honor. I said, I want to take you back into the 1990s. And I said, I want to tell you a story about a boy at Williston Middle School. 
It's good because you know what? Repetition, repetition will help you. And I said, this kid came to us at <laughs> Hilltop, and uh, Jeff Davis at that time was the principal, and I worked with this kid, but every time his mom came around, he just tore her to shreds in front of all the other kids. And I'm not going to change anything here that I would do at the school because you've got to see me the same. Wherever Jesus went, he was the same. <laughs> Religious people change. Jesus doesn't. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. And so I had finally kind of got tired of watching this kid, and he kept effing his mom and calling her the bee and all kind of nasty, vulgar stuff. And I went up to him one day uh, out on the basketball court, that little old court out there on the old hilltop site, And I called him by name and I said, I'm talking about honor, by the way. And I said to him, I said, do you realize what you're doing? And, um, you know, he was in that moment. And I said, I just want to ask you a question. Do you want a short life or a long life? And he told me what to do. He said, F you, coach. And uh, I, I reached out to him one more time. I said, do you want a short life or a long life? And then that really sent him over, and he went off. Sometimes I like to just go ahead and push it just a little bit. And when he went off, I said, Mr. Davis, we got a situation right here. Let's send him home for the week. And that was a Thursday afternoon, right? Remember the story? Well, I get a call over the weekend. Oh, and by the way, when his mom came to pick him up, it got worse. Just, and that was back in the 90s. I know you're going like, oh, he's so far outdated. Really? If it was like that in the 90s, you ought to see what it's like now on our campus. Kids not wanting to park in the parking lot because they got stuff in their vehicle, so they want to park over at the Save-A-Lot. Kids not wanting to leave their vehicles because they want to make out in their vehicles. Where are the parents? <laughs> Ties all into the message about rock-solid Christians. And so we finally got him off the campus, and as he was getting to his mother, I spoke to mom, and I said, hey, I just want you to know I've had a couple conversations, and one of them was, I asked your son, called him by name, I said, I asked him if he wants a short life or a long life. And, of course, he didn't respond either way. He just told me, I've already covered that. I get a call over the weekend about a car accident on the Newberry Road. In that car was this middle school boy from Williston Middle School. He was killed in a car accident. It's not a game out there. There's two kingdoms that are clashing, that are at war. The following, what day was it? Let me just make sure you guys remember. What day was it that I went to the Williston Middle School gymnasium? Tuesday. The following Tuesday, that was Thursday, Tuesday, I'm at the Williston Middle School gymnasium, walk up to the foul line where I used to coach in that gym against Williston, and there in a casket was that boy. And the Holy Spirit simply said to me, are you ready? Long life or a short life? We who are adults, this is the close of the message, We who are adults have got to stand on the promises. I'm only giving you the first two. 
Next week, we'll talk about how powerful it is to be pardoned from all of our sins. God could have turned that kid's life around just like that on that Thursday afternoon. If he would have just said, Coach, I don't really know, but I want to have a long life. I would have jumped right in there and started working with him. But here's what God's giving to us this morning. He is giving us the promises as adults that we can stand on Emmanuel and he will rescue the perishing and he will care for the dying. He will reach into our families and he will reach and pull our children out of muck and the mire. He is saying, I'm giving you promises. I gave you three verses this morning about promises. And then he said, I'm actually going to give you power. I'm going to empower you to stand on my promises. See, I want so much to be real, but then again, I know that there's danger in that. I had a faculty and staff member come up to me when I first started in August, and they said, hope you don't wear down. Hope you don't wear down now that you're back at Chief of Middle High School. You all know what that, let's leave that now. The goal of your children, the goal of teenagers is to wear you down to where you no longer care where they are and what they're doing and who they're with. And so I told them, I said, there's no way that you will ever wear me down and we're going to stand strong because the next generation has been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Though they're not even in the family yet, we must stay out there on their behalf, declaring the promises of God as rock-solid believers, and we've got to let them know that the power of God in us is greater than the sin that they're promoting. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you so very, very much, Father God, for the way that you're working in our community. And we want to see, we want to see a major breakthrough and a breakout in the lives of parents and teenagers. Father, I again would ask that you would just, at any time that that mother has those moments when she's just devastated by what took place back in the 90s, I pray that you will come in and that you will comfort her heart, and that as the promise was given, you will walk her through the valley. In Jesus' name. Father, this morning, I want to lift up all of our young people, not just in this facility, but throughout this community. This is our Jerusalem. Father, we're not asking them to look like, act like, talk like us, but we ask that they would come to know you personally, and that they would desire to follow Christ, and to receive eternal life. And gradually, with process, progress, make a change in the way that they conduct themselves, the things that they do. I pray now for the young people that are in this house and for the adults that are here that we will absolutely know the power of the word grace. Gives us the ability to say no. I pray that you will embed that into the hearts and minds and spirit of every one of us, not just our teenagers, but for all of us, so that as parents, we will absolutely know, we love you, I understand, but the answer is no. (laughs) And now I pray for our teenagers, Father God, that on the campus where they're inundated with so many things, that you will empower them with the promises, lo, I am with you always. Say no. (laughs) Give them the ability to say no and be proud of the ability that you've given to them to say no thank you for Peter this morning 
Thank you, Father God, that eventually he came to the truth that the rock was Christ Jesus. And oh, what an example he was the rest of his life. Father, if there's anybody that's in familiar water and acting like, I got this, I can do this, don't tell me what to do, I got this. Father, I pray for those who are dealing with familiar spirits that they would say goodbye, see ya, in Jesus' name. I thank you, I praise you. I thank you, Lord. We don't want to be in familiar water, and we don't want to be around familiar spirits. Your word speaks highly about that. We dismiss our past. We cover our past in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we say goodbye, good riddance, good night, forever. Because we have been pardoned. Looking forward, Lord, next week to see how you've pardoned so many people throughout the book and throughout history, how you have pardoned lives, individuals who never went back. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Looking forward to it. In Jesus' name. Now take a moment before we have communion, before we pray for those that need answers from above. Take a moment. Talk to the Lord about anything that he's talking to you about. Don't forget the storyline at Save-A-Lot. Because if you won't talk here, I promise you, he'll talk to you somewhere today. Take a moment if you'd like and just talk to your father. Listen to the Holy Spirit. young people to our adults, just taking a moment. Don't get frustrated when your card won't read right away. Somebody's waiting right outside (laughs) and they need you. (laughs) For several of you, I just want to encourage you to say yes to divine appointments that are going to be coming your way this week. There'll be some divine appointments. Just say yes. You're planning to go pay a bill. You're planning to go get some gas. Planning to pick up something at the store. Run an errand. But God's going to intercept that. with something that you need for him to do. For someone through you. I think this is a pretty cool moment. hear better when we're quiet. Take a moment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There are several that have really been looking at the storms. No, no, no. God's not going to expose you. You're fine. You've been looking at the storms more than his face. Put your eyes back where they belong. Looking unto Jesus the book of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Get your eyes off your storm. Put your eyes back where they belong. On him, he's got you. He's got that situation. Get your eyes off the storms. For others, several, don't be in a hurry. Just because he calls somebody else to get out of the boat, if he didn't call your name, stay in the boat. Thank you, 
Holy Spirit. Oh, I can do what they're doing. Oh, I can do actually better than what they're doing. He didn't call me, but they're getting out. I'm getting out too. Until Father calls, that's authority, his authority. Until Father calls you out of the boat, stay in the boat. Whatever that means to you, in your spirit, stay in the boat until Father calls you. Don't be foolish. To our teenagers, I get to do here what I couldn't do in the cafeteria the other day. I want to encourage you teenagers, honor your parents, honor guardians, honor your grandparents. That's all I ask. Honor them. I didn't say you always agree. I just said honor them. Why should I? Because God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams simply by honor. God is a God of honor. Honor them, you will be amazed. And they could be wrong, but honor them. <laughs> honor them. They could be wrong, but honor them. God will correct them, and he will bless you and honor you. Honor your parents. For a student here, he's not calling you out. You don't have to stand up. You don't have to raise your hand. For a student here, you need to go home and tell your parents, I forgive you. And forgive me too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know if you're going to do that or not. I'm just telling you what the Spirit of the Lord has given. That's up to you and Him. Just go home and say, hey, Mom, Dad, just here to apologize. Forgive me. And I want you to know I forgive you. Probably be better to go ahead and say, forgive me first. <laughs> and, and then uh, let them know, hey, I, I forgive you. Start it that way. Don't be smart about it either. Just do it. There's a, there's a teenager. That's, that's your immediate assignment. Just take care of that. <clears throat> okay, Father, thank you. You're really cool. You're a great God. As we have communion and pray for those that are in need of physical, emotional touch, and we anoint them, you do your thing. You do it. We'll obey. You're in, you're in charge. It's your authority that we honor. Bless our afternoon. Bless the work that has to be done today. And set us apart for all that you have for us this week. Not by might, nor by power. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.